Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Five rookies went in the first round of this year's NFL draft. First, it was Trevor Lawrence. Second was Zach Wilson. And third was Trey Lance in that order. Not just as far as quarterbacks were concerned, but overall picks. They went one, two, and three. The Bears took Justin Fields with the number 11 overall pick, and then just a couple of picks later, I believe at number 15, the New England Patriots took the final quarterback taken in this year's first round, and that was Mac Jones. As always with rookie quarterbacks in the modern NFL, you're expected to come in and you're expected to play fast. They don't really give room for a learning curve these days. You don't see the Aaron Rodgers sit four years behind Brett Favre method really employed. If a team takes a first round pick on you, they want you to play as fast as possible because that means they get to save some money. And if you're well, that cap space is going to be a godsend as far as building the team around you is concerned. So that's, just the way the NFL works, and I don't think it's going to be any different with these five new rookies. I wouldn't be shocked if we have seen all five play at some point this year. Uh, maybe one or two. It'd be a little more far-fetched to say that than the others. But uh, just starting at the top of the list, we know number one is probably going to be the starter from day one. Um, just kind of looking at the Jaguars roster, the only other real quarterback is Gardner Minshew. And I don't even know... If you pay Gardner the respect where he's the starter come training camp, I think that the best interest in Jacksonville is to just go with Trevor Lawrence as your number one guy from Without day question. one. Gardner's your backup. Don't even have a position battle where our Lawrence has to quote unquote earn the job away from uh, Gardner Minshew. I, I think it's his job and it's, the right move for Jacksonville as far as the franchise is concerned to hand the keys over to him ASAP. No, no doubt. I like mean, the he, Bengals did with Burrow. Right. I mean, he's your number one pick. I, I mean, that, that should be the end all be all. And I know that, you know, I guess the, you know, the Patriots took Mac Jones and, and he was their first round pick, but Lawrence was the number one pick in the draft. Yeah. It, I mean, there's something to that. I mean, I think you have to you have to throw him out there. I mean, it's only going to help your you know your 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 city and your ticket sales. I know that doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. It does this year, but it does this after year after COVID, no doubt. I mean, it really does. And and I mean, again, do I think that that Lawrence is? I mean, I think he's the best quarterback prospect we've seen in the last I don't know handful of years for sure since Andrew Luck probably right. But I mean, does do I think that he's you know all of a sudden going to turn the Jaguars around? They're going to go to the playoffs, that sort of thing. No, but I think he's fantastic. And if you can build around him for the next handful of years, look out. I mean, that team could be dangerous. And keyword could. But yeah. I mean, I think Lawrence is, I mean, he's the best quarterback prospect we've seen. He is. And you don't, you see some teams kind of overthinking it. I'm, I'm looking at Chicago, which we'll get to, and, and saying, yeah, we just got a great quarterback at a top, well, I think what was it, the number 11 spot? 11 but spot. I think a better example of that, of overthinking it, is look at the Chargers last year. 
Right, and going Terrell with Taylor is probably better than Gardner Minshew, but I don't think it's that far of a gap between those two guys. Really? I, I really don't. I, I think Tyrod Taylor might be a little bit better. Give him the nod. He got the Bills to the playoffs one year after yeah, all. But sure. I just think that you know the Chargers were better served just starting Herbert from week one last oh, year. No but question, that rookie, rookie thing was in the back of their head, and they wanted to ease him into it. And Jacob, like you were kind of alluding to, they overthink it. And all of a sudden, it takes a trainer – putting a shot in Tyrod Taylor's body wrong and puncturing his lung to get Herbert on the field. And the rest is history. Herbert broke the rookie touchdown passing record. And I don't think I I brought that up, but I don't think Jacksonville is going to be the team to overthink it. I don't think they can afford to anymore. Yeah. (laughs) They've made enough mistakes that you really can't screw this guy up. You can't screw the situation. And like, let's be, you know how highly coveted this guy was. Everyone wanted him. And you were the team that was bad enough to get the first overall pick this year, so don't don't overthink it. And let's not kid ourselves. I mean, Urban Meyer wasn't just coming back out of retirement, especially into the NFL for any old job. Right. He, he wanted to he coach. He wanted Lawrence. to coach Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. So I don't think that he's going to get there. And for the first four weeks, f around with Gardner <laughs> no. Minshew just no. because you know he's worried about the rookie's state of mind or I mean the rookie in. He's still the Tebow's still an option, I guess. That's true. I never thought about that. He could definitely just go with Tebow, uh, run a lot of goal line packages. Did you hear what Lawrence said about Tebow, though, too? Everyone was making such a big deal about it. He was saying, oh, no one works harder than Tim Tebow. Like, he's a great guy to be around. Everyone was like, see, like, this is going to work for Tebow. It's like, dude, what did you expect Trevor Lawrence to say, that he sucks? You know what I mean? It's always the funny thing, like, when people, like, bringing the hockey example, people were like, well, why didn't, Sullivan, after the Penguins got bounced, blame Jari. Because you don't do that. You right, don't just come out right. and say, this guy sucks. Yeah, like, we made the wrong decision Trevor here. Lawrence isn't going to come out and just be like, I don't know why the hell we dra- we signed Tim Tebow to play tight end. That guy stinks. He right. hasn't played football in five years. What the hell do we – that's not going to happen. Why no. do you get mad at somebody for just – you can't get mad at a quarterback for giving the, per- the perfect not. quarterback answer, right. which he- is always something along the lines of love the team – Works hard, great guy. And to be honest with you, from Trevor Lawrence's standpoint, I know we're this isn't exactly where we're going, but I mean, wouldn't I, mean, I know that that Tim Tebow wasn't a good NFL quarterback? But if you're Trevor Lawrence, like, wouldn't you like to be around Tim Tebow? I'm sure Lawrence watched Tim Tebow when he was a kid. You know what I mean? Like, watched him at Florida, and I yeah, mean, who if didn't? You, if you're a football fan, you knew what, especially kind of growing up in our generation. You knew that Tim Tebow was the well, best college yes, athlete absolutely. of the 2000s. Why wouldn't you want to be around that guy? He might have been the best college athlete overall, too. I he mean, might have been. The argument's there, for sure, with Tebow. And, yeah, it's a guy that I think you don't want to pick his brain too much on how to play quarterback in the NFL, but I think you definitely want to pick his brain as far as just that competitive spirit of an athlete. Oh, I mean, he's... I mean, you think back to Tebow's, like, what, that halftime speech in one of the bowl games, or maybe it was a national championship game. It was after they game. lost a game. Yeah. He was had all the red paint on his shirt. He was screaming. And he said, you will not see a guy work as hard as me for oh, the rest of the that, year. We will not lose another That's game. a good one, too. I'm talking about, I think it was at halftime or something like that, and he was, like, firing up the troops. Like, that's the type of guy you want to be around. And, again, do I think Tim Tebow's going to succeed as a tight end? No. I don't even think he makes the team. Honestly. I don't. I don't think he does either. But at the same time, it's not a bad guy to have around just for that sort of fire. But you hand the keys off to Trevor yeah. Lawrence, and then what's the ceiling then? I mean, are you five? Are you a five-win team? Is that what you're looking at? Are you just kind of not worried too, too much about the win-loss record this I year? I don't think and you you're can you're more be. worried about let's have Lawrence play a full 18 or a 17-game season fully healthy 
and, and then, then yeah. go into the offseason and, and try to keep building a contender around him. And let's be honest here. I mean, do I think that they're going to be a great team next year? No, I don't. Tough um, to play, though. Right. But, I mean, they're definitely going to get better with Lawrence there. I mean, they only won, what, one game last year? Yeah. You can't get much worse. I mean, you're going to be better um, by bringing in the number one quarterback and one of the best quarterback prospects we've seen in the last decade, two decades. Um, but, but at the same time, I mean, they have a unique – I mean, this is a unique situation for the Jaguars because of the fact that we've kind of seen this before, not to the degree of, you know, at the quarterback position because the last time they did this, they had Blake Bortles, and we all know what Blake Bortles turned out to be. But they built around that offense. They built around Blake Bortles, and they went. They were one game away from a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? This is a type of thing that they could get to if they build around Lawrence, and Lawrence is what he is. I think this year you're not worried about how many games you win or, or anything like that. You're worried about getting Lawrence, you know, a 17 game schedule. You're worried about him playing the whole way through, and then after this year you can kind of address. Okay, well, what do we want to do from here on out? Because we have our guy. And I'm sure they're going to have a bunch of cap room. I mean, the Jaguars normally do, and they're probably not going to, you know, they're probably going to have a really good draft pick next year, probably a top 10 pick. You can build around Lawrence. And I think that's kind of the key here. They're not worried about this year. They're worried about more so the future and getting Lawrence through 17 games. Yeah, they're worried about the next 10, 15 years, keeping this guy on the field, keeping this guy on the roster, because this guy, uh, if he doesn't pan out, could be one of the bigger busts in NFL in NFL draft history, but I don't think that's going to happen. And this is the franchise who desperately needs some consistency, right? The Jaguars have had two good seasons in the last, sheesh, like 15 years. 2007 when they beat the Steelers in Heinz Field. David Uh, Garrard on that third down or fourth down run, which no one, for 30 yards, which we'll never forget. And then 10 years later in 2017 when it was Blake Bortles. I mean, there's been no consistency. Yeah. They they have flashes. They have, like, one or two good stretches, and that's about it. And then you go, like, 10 years with with a cruddy team and no playoff appearances whatsoever in between. But they need some consistency. And same thing with the head coach. I mean, their last consistent head coach was probably Jack Del Rio way back in 07 when he, he was the coach of that team who went into Pittsburgh and, and beat the Steelers in the playoffs. I don't remember. I don't even remember the coach's name. Who, if he's still the guy, I mean, who, right before Urban Meyer came in, the guy, the guy who was the head coach of the team, Doug Marone. How long did he stay? He was there around? for a good bit. He he was there for a but decent he's out already. Time. I mean, that he's was, out already. But he also got him to an AFC Championship game though. But I mean, he's gone. I mean, from four, after four that, years from after that, he was a perennial bottom of the barrel team. He led that team, and he was gone. Yeah, I mean, congr- like I said, they make one or two years per every 10 to 15 where they're really good, and then they drop way back down to the bottom. They need some consistency, and they can't overthink the Trevor Lawrence situation. They have to just go with him from the start, and they have to do everything they can to keep him healthy, as Kellen said. The New York Jets took the number two quarterback with the number two overall pick in the draft in Zach Wilson. Uh, the number two guy on their depth chart right now is something named James Morgan, and the number <laughs> third guy is named Mike White. So uh, Zach Wilson has the job. He's starting, man. He's got more job security than I would even say Trevor Lawrence because, I mean, at least with Gardner Minshew, you've got somebody that's played in the league for two years and that people who follow the sport recognize as a quarterback. I mean, I don't know who James Morgan or Mike White are, and they're either. the guys that are supposed to back up Zach Wilson 
And, and here's the thing, guys. The Jaguars have the golden boy. I'd be more comfortable with a James Morgan and Mike White behind Trevor Lawrence. I'd want a Gardner Minshew behind or potentially starting in front of Zach Wilson this year. But they moved on from Sam Darnold, sent him to Carolina. They got nothing behind Zach Wilson. No. So not only is he probably going to be the starter from week one for the Jets, but I mean, there is a ton of pressure on the kid. There is nowhere to go but Zach Wilson. They are sinking or swimming with him. So no matter how poor he starts, no matter how rocky his career gets oh, off go to, with it. he's going to be the guy for, I think, all 17 games, health permitting, for the Jets this year. And, man, I, this is the one I circle, right? This is the one I circle and say bust on. I, I think this is the guy that doesn't have what it takes to be an NFL quarterback, and I just feel like – how his fitting would it be for BYU, the Jets? His to career just... at BYU wasn't amazing, right? Like he had no, one good year. It wasn't like incredible. And then he finally gets the one big game against Coastal Carolina, and then loses. And he loses the one yeah. big game. And he wasn't Coastal good in that game either. It's no, not like he's one he of the reasons for, why yeah. BYU lost, right? So I just don't see where the hype is coming from him. I just think you know all the other guys. If I had to pick one to be a bust out of these five, I would actually think I'd point my finger at Zach Wilson. And maybe it's not just Zach Wilson. It's also the way that. The Jets treat quarterbacks. That's what I was going to say is that when you look at Wilson, this screams the same situation that Sam Darnold was in. You know what I mean? Like, is is Wilson a good NFL quarterback? I don't know. I think your point, though, is well taken, Tom, about, you know, he has the ability to bust, you know, just because of the fact that we, you know, you don't have a lot of college tape on him and he only had one good year and the biggest game of his life, he loses to Coastal Carolina. Those are all fair knocks. Don't get me wrong, but I, I like. It's just funny because you know when you look at the Jets and how they've been run over the last handful of years, this kid is kind of set up for failure. Unless you know what I mean, unless he plays as well as Trevor Lawrence, which he's not going to do. You know what I mean? Like that's unfair to ask of Zach Wilson. Um, he's not going to be Trevor Lawrence. He's not going to be the best quarterback of this class. He's just not. I, I mean. It would be, I mean, it would be amazing if he is, and like the 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 Jets would have gotten the steal of the draft, you know, not the steal of the draft, but you know what nobody else thought was going to happen. But this situation, because of the surrounding weapons, because of you know the coaching prowess, even though I do like uh, Sala and I think he's interesting and I think he brings you know an energy and a, and a different type of um, you know coaching prowess that they've had. I mean, obviously, it's not um, help me here. Who was the the coach with the crazy eyes last yes. year? Gase, yeah, it's not Adam Gase, um, and that that's that's a plus. But then again, you look at the 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 way the Jets are run and the organization, it's not good. And then you look at the offensive line too, that's going to be protecting Zach Wilson, it's not good either. So I, I mean, I, I just feel like this kid is set up for failure, and I don't know. Yes, I mean that's what we all do. And you said he's got the the best ability to bust out of the five. I think that's fair, but it might not be based on him and more to your point it's based on the organization there's so much to build around him and they started they go out and they get Corey davis they draft elijah vera tucker yeah but there's so much to do that you almost just want to put zach on your bench for the most of this year have some bum just, be the starter yeah. lose go win only like three or four games pick in the another top 10 again pick. yeah and just keep building around him and then maybe last week of the season last couple weeks of the season after a ton of great practices after being on the bench holding a clipboard being the backup for the year 
Then you throw Wilson in for a kinda couple like, games, get his feet wet, kind of like Mahomes. Yeah, right. The, in the that Chiefs. term, in that case, you're not overthinking it. In that case, you're making you're doing the right. smart decision. But I'll, I'll say but this: they don't have like they can't start James Morgan all year. Like they can't. Yeah. No. They really, no. They you really can't. They maybe go they go out and get like maybe a, they sign a veteran. Yeah. I, Teddy Bridgewater was signed somewhere. Right? Denver. Denver. Yeah, yeah. That's that's tough. I don't know what you could do, but I I would say returning to the bus conversation, bus or not. You you said Zach Banner or Zach Banner wow Zach Wilson has the most likely chance to be the bust. I also don't have high hopes for Mac Jones, but I think just because when you compare a top two to a top fifteen, that's a lot more. The the conversation about bust comes to be a lot more. Also, weighted. He's in New York too. Which yeah, it's just you're setting yourself up for down, disaster. Yeah. yeah, I just think that I don't I don't have much faith in Mac Jones either. But I think that because you're the higher pick, you're number two compared to 15, it'll be more heavily weighed how what your success is early on to be a bust or or a panned out prospect. The number three overall pick, the number three quarterback taken was Trey Lance by the San Francisco 49ers. Of course, you remember the Niners were out of the top 10, traded up a couple of weeks prior to the draft to get this pick. Really put up a great smoke screen. I mean, everybody thought that they were going to pick Mac Jones, and everybody was saying, I can't believe they're going to pick Mac Jones. I didn't. But they had everybody looking one I way did. while they looked, I thought... they looked the other way, and they picked Trey Lance. This is a guy that I think has the best quarterback ahead of him on the depth chart right now. Yeah, he's not by far. The groups. By I far. don't know by far, because Cam Newton. No. I don't know, though. Cam Newton, we're going to get I, I, He was okay, so he bad last year. Really, but really he, bad. Is, is Jimmy Garoppolo by far the better quarterback? I don't know. In 2021, maybe, because I, we'll talk to him when we I get to know. Mac Jones, but uh, some of the stuff out of OTAs in New England, it's not Cam pretty. Newton does not look good at Kellen, all. you were saying, we were talking about the PFF tweet about Ben. You were saying how you saw some footage yeah, of there, Cam. Yeah, there, there was some talk yesterday, like him and Mac Jones were playing catch, and they are like 20 yards apart and. Cam was like hitting him at his shins like all the time. Right? Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Do, and you're not doing the thing where you throw bad passes to get the receivers to make great right. This is another quarterback. With yeah. Mac Jones and there. again, I don't know if that was you know the first time he p- he's picked up a football this year. I mean, it's an OTAs. OTAs doesn't matter. No, but that's not necessarily a great look either. No, but Trey Lance has Jimmy Garoppolo, and the Niners have kind of been upfront with their plan of we're going to start Trey Lance on the bench. Smart move from the Niners. He's got the least amount of uh, experience under his belt as far as a oh, quarterback I thought you were is saying concerned. pressure on him this year. Dude only played in like one or two games last one, year. Right. One game. They had one game. Games. It was they, a showcase for him. They only played that game just so NFL scouts could get an eye on him. But yeah, this is a guy that I think more than, and I, I think Zach Wilson benefited would benefit from this as well. But this is a guy that I think a year on the bench with the clipboard behind Jimmy Garoppolo on a team that has talent around them. I mean, this isn't a roster that's scraping the bottom of the barrel like the previous two teams, the Jets and the Jaguars are. I mean, this is a Niners team that just two years ago was in the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs. This is a team of which we were told as the odds on favor to win the NFC West. And we laughed about it. But ever since we've had that conversation, we've been getting higher and higher on this team. Yeah, I mean, coming around to it a little bit. It really hinges on Jimmy G staying healthy. Yes. And not being Jimmy G that threw, like, what, was it, like, five interceptions in that one game? Yeah, he was bad. Yeah, so Jimmy Garoppolo, I think he's got a strong hold on that starting job. A lot of people, when they pick Trey Lance, were like, oh, now it's time. Jimmy G's on the market. It's time to see where Jimmy G's going to land. Niners, I think, are playing it smart by yeah, keeping Jimmy G for the 2021 season. And then 
You can cut it. It could be like Mahomes and Alex Smith all over again. Yep. Jimmy G has them in the playoffs, so they don't need him in week 18. They throw Trey Lance out there in a meaningless game. Yep. Jimmy G comes back. He tries to make a run at the playoffs, probably yep. gets Losing bounced. like the divisional or Loses something. in the first round or the divisional round, and then you move Jimmy G in you the offseason, and Trey Lance is your guy. I, I think that's yeah. the way that they want to do it, and I think they're playing it extremely smart. I think they are, too. And, I mean, when you look at um, – actually, I'm looking at an article by SI – um, SI.com, they, they, they kind of looked at each player who has the best, which rookie quarterback will succeed the most in 2021. And this is based off of um, factors that they average below and they, they like surrounding weapons, coaching prowess, organizational health, and offensive line. They have Trey Lance rated as the highest. I mean, I don't think he's going to play in 2021, but their point is the fact that he's got good surrounding weapons. If you were to play this year, you have good surrounding weapons. You have a really good head coach, an offensive-minding coach that loves to scheme stuff. The organizational health is pretty good in San Francisco. And, oh, by the way, the offensive line isn't bad. It's pretty darn good in San Francisco. If he were to play this year, I think he would be set up nicely. But the only way that's going to happen is if Jimmy gets hurt. I mean, the plan is for Jimmy Garoppolo um, to start. And then, you know, hopefully Lance doesn't have to play this year. Get a year under his belt to learn, like we keep talking about. He only had one game of college football last year, and it was at the D1AA level. Not to say that he can't succeed because of the D1AA thing, but he only played one game in D1AA last year, and it was a showcase for him. Um, so, I mean, when you think about it, I think they are going about it the right way, or the Niners, just because, hey, let's not put not put a lot of pressure on him and only need him to play if worst-case scenario happens. And if worst-case scenario happens and Jimmy G is hurt, um, you know, your season probably isn't going to go that great anyway unless Lance right away picks it up, which definitely could happen. He's got the skills, and again, like I said, the surrounding weapons are good there. The head coach is good there. The offensive line's good. So it could set up well for Trey Lance, but I think they are playing it the right way. The fourth quarterback taken, number 11 overall by the Chicago Bears, is Justin Fields. This is a very interesting quarterback room. Andy Dalton is still technically the starter in Chicago and probably will be heading into training camp. They have Justin Fields at number two. Guy you forget about, though, they still have Nick Foles on their roster. Nick Foles is wow. the third I did not consider that. So is it possible that there's not just a one-person or a two-person battle but a three-person battle at the quarterback position in Chicago? I mean, we do know that Matt Nagy loved going to Nick Foles and taking Trubisky out last year, even though it – almost nuked the team's playoff chances. Thank God Trubisky came back and won down the stretch to get them in the playoffs and also a little luck from the Cardinals collapse on that end as well. But Nagy likes Foles. Don't know if he likes Foles as much as Justin Fields, though. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be a, a three-quarterback race, but it is going to be interesting. Like, that's a crowded quarterback room. You can't have that many, honestly. No, like not Nick, that many. Nick Foles can't be your third quarterback. That's a guy who's a backup anywhere else. Right. And a team would I'm maybe sure, send, him, send him to New York. I'm sure a team will not. That, that is a perfect spot for him, honestly. The Jets, I would be knocking on the Bears door and say fourth round pick for Foles. Please, please, mm. please. Fourth, fifth round, something like yeah. that. I mean, why not? I mean, you need somebody, yeah. obviously, if Wilson does get hurt. And based on, you know, the offensive line and he's going to get hurt. He's probably going to get hurt. He's going to get hit a lot. Um, and you need you need. You need someone to show them how to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the other guys who I don't even remember their names right now, James Morgan, whatever the hell he is, <laughs> Captain Morgan, aren't going to be able to tell him how to be a quarterback no. in the NFL. Nick Foles is a Super Bowl MVP under his belt, and he 
has a share of the seven touchdowns in a single game record that a lot of quarterbacks uh, claim. This is a guy who's been around the block a ton. You need that guy to help break in. And the Bears already have it in Andy Dalton. I right. Mean, not to say that Andy Dalton's been to a Super Bowl and won the MVP. But he's award. played in the league. He knows how to be Went a quarterback to the playoffs. in the NFL. Yeah. And, and you know, mm-hmm. you look at the Jaguars, Gardner Minshew. He's not a veteran like these guys, but he's been in the league for a couple and of years. And had some he success. Knows how to play quarterback at the position. Jimmy G speaks for itself. Right. And then we'll down the list even more when we get to Mac Jones. Cam Newton, been in the league forever. He's yeah. won an MVP award. He's been to the Super Bowl. The Jets don't have that. I love it, Jacob. I would definitely try to get someone like Nick Foles in there fast. And again, that, that sets up my point, like, the Jets are pretty much setting up for this kid to for fail. failure, yeah. I, I mean, they really are. no one there that, like, obviously the coaches are going to be able to teach him. And I like, like Sala, don't get me wrong. But you need the guy to show you the ropes. Sure. Right. Nick Foles would be a perfect I guy. I mean, like look that. at look at Ben and Tommy Maddox. Tommy Maddox wasn't the best quarterback in the world. Right. But he played, and he, he was there and done it before. It's so weird to think about that Tommy Maddox did get the start over Ben. Yeah, and, and then all of a sudden he gets hurt, and the rest is history. But that's what you but need like to have saying, They had a guy who was there, mm-hmm. been to the playoffs in Tommy Maddox, yeah. to teach the ropes to Ben. Uh, not to get too much on a change at the Bears with Justin Fields. Yeah. Jacob thinks that Nagy's going to play scared and he's going to keep Dalton at as least the for week one. You like be smart. Do not start your guy week one against the best defense in the NFL against the Rams. Yeah, but I know how NFL coaches think, and if he's yeah. going through training camp and it's so clear that Justin Fields is better, he's not going to be like, "Well, let's just not start him against the Rams because they don't have that kind of." Well, I think Justin Fields is better. I don't know what Matt Nagy would be smoking if he thinks that Andy Dalton could be better than Justin Fields because that's just not possible. But just don't, don't do that to him unless unless you want, as I've referenced earlier or in previous episodes, that Robert Griffin kind of game. His first game in the NFL against the Saints. I don't think the Saints had as good of a defense as the Rams do now. But that lasting image of Robert Griffin kind of just sitting on the field with his hands up in the touchdown formation after he threw a 70 yard bomb to kind of lock in the lead against the saints on the road in the superdome that's the only thing i can think of but again the saints didn't even have that great of a defense certainly nowhere near as good as the rams defense is now and finally the last quarterback picked by the new england patriots was mac jones last quarterback in the first round i should clarify he'll be the second on the depth chart as it's listed right now, probably already ahead of Jared Stidham in a lot of uh, <laughs> Patriots brass's mind and Absolutely. Bill Belichick's mind. Uh, Cam Newton is a starter. I think this is a guy that you're going to be surprised when you see how early it is in the season when he takes over that starting role. I'm thinking like week four, week five, he might you're step saying in and be the starter. You're going to be surprised. It shouldn't come as a surprise if what we've seen out of Cam Newton is any That's indication. what I'm saying. And, and honestly, three weeks ago, before we see this footage and the OTAs, I'm in the camp of Max hits the entire year. Just ride with Cam. If you're bad, you get a good draft pick. If you're good, that's gravy. But now, I mean, there's st- Cam Newton's trying to throw the ball 20 yards to Mac Jones, and he, he's hitting him in his foot. Mm-hmm. Like you said, he's hitting him in his shin. I mean, it doesn't look good so far. Super early. Right. Maybe he's just knocking some cobwebs off. Maybe yeah. he hasn't picked up a football in five months, and now he's finally just starting to get back into that playing shape. But, man, if Cam Newton is passing the ball like that, I mean, Cam Newton wasn't a great passer last year to begin with. I don't know if he's ever really been a great passer throughout his career. But it's – it from what we've seen in OTAs, it'd be a whole new level of bad. It'd be to a point where even though you're a linebacker, 
when you carry the football and you can get two yards at any chance you want, it's just you can't play at the NFL if you can't throw the ball mm-hmm. even a lick. I mean, no. this is – it look like, folks, it's looking Tebow bad. Uh, like, Tebow on the Eagles bad <laughs> from what we've seen yeah. of Cam Newton so far in training camp – or in OTAs, excuse me. So – I think the door is starting to be opened more and more by Mac for Mac Jones. It is. I mean, could Newton figure it out and could he turn into the I don't want to say the MVP type player and that he was. It's not like figure it out. Like he just needs to be able to throw the ball 20 yards and right. hit him in the chest. Could he like, He doesn't have to light it up and complete no. 80% of his passes. I mean, like, could he get back to being a serviceable NFL player like an above average NFL quarterback? Sure. And his ability to run the ball obviously helps that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, could he get back to that? Absolutely he could. And if and if he does, the Patriots are a really scary team. I think regardless they're a scary team. Let's be honest here. Even if Newton can't um, you know, be a, an NFL starter in a quarterback role. Don't think that that Bill Belichick wouldn't utilize him, even mm-hmm. if Mac Jones is, Jones is the starter. Short yardage. You're going to tell me you're not going to use Cam Newton? You know what I mean? I think that that could be something that um, Bill Belichick explores. You know what I mean? I'm sure there's going to be packages for Newton, even if Mac Jones is the starter week one. I don't know if that's going to happen. But if you have Cam Newton, I mean, why wouldn't you use him? I mean, yeah. Sure, maybe his arm shot. Maybe he can't throw the ball that much anymore. But he's still got, you know, he's still a linebacker running the football. We saw it multiple times last year, and especially in the beginning of the year when, you know, he wasn't playing too bad, Cam Newton. He ran, I think, against the uh, was it against the Ravens. He had a, a like a three- or four-yard touchdown run. Yeah. I think he had maybe two in that game or something like that. He had a couple in the beginning of the year. I think, I think Mac Jones is in a, a good spot regardless of whether he starts – in the beginning of the year or not, just because of the fact that, I mean, you got the best coach that we've ever seen. Um, us three in this not room. Not even that we've ever seen. Ever. Probably ever. Yeah, maybe probably ever. ever. I mean, he might be the best coach ever. And, you know, the best quarterback ever came from this system. I know it's not exactly the same, but you're in a pretty good position. I mean, I know that puts a lot of pressure on you if you're Mac Jones, but it's also a good situation to be in. Whether you sit for a year and you learn by Newton and you learn from the best head coach ever – or hey, if you if it if you start week one, you're in a pretty good system. That's gonna do it for this episode of Steelers Standard. Lots of great rookie quarterback talk. It's gonna be an exciting year in the NFL come week one because of the five quarterbacks taken in the first round. A ton of new blood at the most important position in all of sports coming to you in 2021. Thanks for listening to this episode of Steelers Standard. We will get after you next week. Enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. For Jacob Recht and Kellen Gursky, I am Tom Opperman. Thanks as always. We'll talk to you next time.